Welcome to another episode of Sporvado Sports. My name is Evan Pearson, um, aka Big Ev. So today we we're going to talk about a lot of things. Um, there's a lot of things that are pretty interesting in the recent news today. Um, obviously, the aftermath of the NBA draft, uh, big trades in the NBA with Anthony Davis and uh, Michael Conley, um, and also, pretty interesting news with baseball. The Tampa Bay Rays, uh, my hometown, um, may do a joint city team, which is ridiculous. I was n- never even heard of it before with Montreal, which is a re- I don't know, but we'll go into that soon. Um, so going right into it, NBA draft. Really, really exciting stuff. Um, Obviously, the top three picks were pretty much guaranteed with uh, Zion Williamson, you know, R.J. Barrett going to the Knicks, and then John Morant, you know, with the uh, Grizzlies. Um, I, I don't, I'm like, I'm really excited for the, I'm really, really, really excited for the Pelicans. Don't get me wrong, I'm really excited because that's part of the Anthony Davis trade, so that can go into, you know, um, because you got, you know, Lonzo Ball, you got Ingram, you got, well, Randall, Randall may return. I don't know. He declined his option. I would like to see him back at the Pelicans. It would be a smart decision because of the young team that he can uh, build with and go around, especially with Zion Williamson. He can train him up. Um, so I'm, just, I don't, I'm really excited for the city of New Orleans. Uh, it'll be, Zion Williamson is an exciting player. You never know if he's going to be a bust. I'm not saying he will be a bust, but he can bring more um to the the Pelicans franchise, more excitement, more you know, more people are going to make they make more money. More people want to go see Zion Williamson. You know, have probably celebrities that want to go see Zion Williamson in New Orleans. So it's actually really exciting to see how this will prove. Um, and you know, we never had this much excitement with the player since you know, like LeBron, you know. Um, coming out of the, going into the draft, you know, that much excitement, that much, you know, pizzazz, that, you know, very, it's just, it's very exciting to see how Zion Williamson will play in the NBA. How will he adapt? Um, he's already built really athletic, ready for the NBA, but we'll see how that will transcend later on. Um, also, like, you know, RJ Barrett going to the Knicks, you know, he's another, um, player that, you know, obviously he played with, um, um, Zion Williamson, but, uh, it's very exciting to see him with the Knicks and he's a great all around player. He's a scorer, um, obviously, and he can, you know, I'm very excited to see how he transcends with the uh, Knicks, which is a very historic franchise, a really big market. Um, and, um, especially this offseason for the Knicks because they have a lot of money to sign another big free agent. Obviously, it's a lot of a um, sad news, though, because they were going to probably sign with uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, I'm not saying they won't they won't still do, but, you know, uh, Kevin Durant suffering the injury, the Achilles injury. Um, that's taking him out for a, a whole nother season, which is a awful. But no matter what, the, Kevin Durant is worth the money. Um, but at the same time, you can see Kevin Durant train R.J. Barrett. If they get Kevin Durant, 
I would love to see that mentorship that could possibly happen because RJ Barrett is another player with great potential, very exciting. His godfather, Steve Nash. Um, so it's it's another you know just this draft has a lot it had a lot of exciting players like John Morant as well. John Morant for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies at number two. Um, he's a great, exciting player. He's, he's skinny, he's a little under, uh, undersized, but he's very skilled with the ball. Very skilled with the ball, and he can score at will. Um, and that's it makes sense with that uh, move, though, moving Michael Conley to the Utah Jazz. Um, because they're, even though Michael Conley's a great player, big money, um, he still, the Grizzlies gave up a lot of caps. No, they gave, uh, gained a lot of cap space. And they signed a guy uh, who could be a potential replacement for Michael Conley on the Grizzlies. And the city of you know uh, of Memphis needs something. You know, I would love to see something in the future with the Memphis Grizzlies. Because um, I've been to Memphis, it's a beautiful city. Um, you know, very con- you know country. You know, rolls deep there, and actually, I really do like it there. And they have a really good loyal fan base. Um, so I'm really excited to see how that transcends and. Um, I also would like to congratulate Ru- uh, Rui Hachimura. I, it's hard to say his name, but uh, being the first uh, Japanese-born player to be drafted in the NBA. That's very exciting news. Um, obviously, he's going to the Washington Wizards. Uh, he played mo- uh, his college career at Gonzaga. Um, very exciting player. Um, they did beat the Duke uh, Blue Devils during um, last season, uh, college college basketball season. Um, so he can play. He can play with the big guys. Um, but it's just it's just exciting for the NBA because it just kind of expands um, the market, expands the you know people who can see um, in the future. You know, you like this is okay. Now Japan, um, you're gonna see people like oh, there's a guy that's from Japan in the NBA now. This is gonna inspire uh, inspire more people from Japan to play basketball. So it's like expands the NBA brand more. So it's like I actually like it more. It's really nice, and it kind of like unifies the world more, because the basketball is pretty much now an international sport. Obviously, it started in America, but it you know branched off. But I would like to you know I like to see the the change and how everything you know is developed and moves on. You know, so overall, it's 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 really good to see that uh, transcending the NBA. Um, one thing that's pretty huge in the NBA uh, NBA draft um, that I want to cover is uh, Bol Bol. He fell back a lot. Not saying it is a huge shock because he did have injury problems in college at UO, especially you know being a UO student. I under you know going to all the games. You know he barely only played like nine games. Um, he is only 209 pounds, very light build, and he, you know, had a foot injury. You know, this really skinny guy. He's talented with the ball, a great playmaker, and everything. But you know, NBA scouts, I do understand a sense that they don't want to take a chance on him because he's very fragile, get pushed around, and already has a, had a major injury in college his first year in college um so it's a back and forth for me here but it's it's very interesting though because he was originally projected to go like at least late first round and i thought that was probably the best uh case scenario for him um but he fell back quite a lot um i think it was the 44th pick i believe 
um, but uh, it's it's just um, pretty concerning though, because obviously he was expecting to get more money, but obviously since he fell to the second round, um, it kind of like hurt his uh, his uh, salary and stuff. But um, obviously it's different for every team, and obviously he can prove better, and he can he still got drafted in the NBA, which is good for him. Um, but it's you know it's just concerning. I thought he has you know had a lot of upside for him, even though he had that injury, he can still you know make a huge comeback. Um, so you, you never know, you never know. And but um, he was really yeah. So he's supposed to be like more like twentieth. So like probably like the Spurs were gonna take him. I saw some um, some websites had him at twenty for going to the Spurs because they made a great pairing with Greg Popovich. Um, but you know it's kind of sad to see though because he kind of went into the green room and he did not get drafted at all in the first round it's just kind of embarrassing you know and for him and it's kind of sad um so you know i would like to see him at least in the late first round but i guess it didn't happen for him so but you know this is just what you bobo just has to use this as motivation to move on and fight forward so it's you know it's pretty exciting um, other things in the draft, there's not really, um, besides those three, uh, main talking points, it, points, it wasn't huge. Uh, you know, like Cam Reddish going to the Atlanta Hawks. Um, obviously he's still not proven himself as much. He's talented, but that's why he fell back in the draft. People originally had him at like early, like a top five pick, um, before the college basketball season started. Um, but obviously he fell back because he had some minor flaws, um, I do like seeing Kobe White going to the Bulls. He's um, a talented point guard. He showed a lot in the uh, uh, NCAA March Madness. Um, very agile. Love to see the pairing with him with uh, Zach Levine. A lot of young, another young core, just like the Pelicans, that can grow and build. The very smart moves by the Bulls have been making. Um, you know, besides that, it's not really super exciting. But you know, um, obviously DeAndre Hunter. Um, going to the Atlanta Hawks as well. Um, just another another young core. So there's a lot of young cores um, that's getting built in the NBA rebuilding process that I really do like and to see how they uh, transcend and build on um, with this young new young talents that are coming in. So there's just a lot of positive viewpoints that I'm seeing in the draft and it was it's very exciting um, to see all these teams grow and stuff. This is obviously out of from this draft, I think this could be one of the best drafts in the future, um, looking back on it, because um, there's a lot of talent, a lot of you know athletic athleticism. Being a, a Blazers fan, we uh, picked up Nasir Little, um, which is a great pick because he fell back a little bit in the draft because of his offensive scoring potential, but he's a very athletic and defensive-minded player. Um, so I, I really like that pick. Um, Obviously, he wasn't starting on the uh, North Carolina Tar Heels, but he's still a solid guy to have as a wing player um, in the future that can train, especially since the Blazers are in a tough cap situation. Um, and we can't afford to sign most of our uh, P, uh, players that are, who are going to free agency. Um, but overall, the draft was exciting. I loved it. Um, very exciting. I loved the emotion uh, Zion Williamson had with... Um, during the, um, I think it was Marie Taylor, um, after he got drafted and 
the same thing with RJ Barrett, just the motion, the, the moment with his dad. It was very, very touching. You know, always would like to see that because it's just, I mean, draft is, is the night where, you know, you worked your ass off. You worked your ass off to get to this point and prove yourself um, to the world. And this is the moment to celebrate and commemorate. You know, you made it. You made it this far. Um, so I'm really excited to see, you know, these guys players sprout, especially with all these teams being, you know, the draft is always like just an excitement of seeing how these guys will play in the NBA. How will they develop? How will they make their teams better? So, you know, especially Zion Williamson, that's just the main headline. Will he be the new face of New Orleans? Will he take New Orleans to the playoffs? Not saying he'll do in this first year, but because they're a very young core, but you would like to see that in the future because it's another building program and um, franchise, uh, obviously, after letting go of Anthony Davis. So, obviously, I'm going to go right into the uh, NBA trades and um, Anthony Davis. So, he, you know, obviously going to the Los Angeles Lakers to pair with LeBron James. Very exciting. Um, Obviously, it goes into the... um, thought of um nba super teams and stuff um and obviously la's big market so that's obviously they were able to afford him um but yeah obviously they traded so much for him um all these first round picks and um all these young talents so it's i think it's a win-win on either side but at the same time though um taking on a contract like anthony davis with lebron james that's gonna have limited cap space for you to work with um, to build out your roster or how you like it. Because the um, Lakers don't have a point guard and it's still not exciting. It's just, it's just a lot of concerning, you know, things. Obviously, so they got rid of Lonzo Ball because Lonzo Ball was their guy. Um, you know, and he was he was good. I loved Lonzo Ball. And there's nothing wrong with him. And um, it's kind of sad that you know they got rid of him but obviously you know lavar had to speak up when he got uh when alonzo got traded which was was really funny and he was saying that (laughs) that he you know wanted this to happen which is bullshit but um but overall though this is um lakers just need some solid like um point guard to fill that hole um because it's not going to work out uh, I know they. I don't think they will be able to afford Kemba Walker or Kyrie Irving, but we'll see. Um, there may be some way they. But I, overall, I think um, Kyrie will go to the Nets. That's my assumption. And then uh, Kemba. I don't know if he will stay with. Um, will stay with the uh, Hornets, but I do want him to go maybe to New York. Um, I would love to see him in a Knicks jersey. And I feel like he's a very talented, underrated player since he plays with the Charlotte Hornets. That hasn't had much success. Um, so overall, we'll see what happens there. But the trade, though, with the uh, Lakers and the Pelicans was, you know, the kind of building up over the past. That's what it was kind of like a sign of relief, you know, because um, it was very exhausting and complete, utter disappointment with this 
you know, with all the drama over is Anthony Davis going to go to the Lakers? Because you know, this happened, they had so many attempts in the past of trying to get Anthony Davis onto the team and they're trading like their whole team for him. So it kind of bring the morale down for most of the players because it's saying like the, you guys are, you know, a bunch of you guys are worth just one player. So it kind of, and then just all that tension that all those failed uh, trades that did not occur was just a complete mess. So it was kind of like a kind of little sigh of relief that they finally got this trade done and finally just got moved on, just moving on, you know, moving on from this. And Anthony Davis finally left the uh, Pelicans. I wanted him to stay with the Pelicans, but I guess he just, you know, it's just a trend in the NBA. They just want to get titles. They want to get titles. I love loyalty, especially being a Blazers fan. Um, I love Lillard for just staying loyal to the Blazers. It's I want to see that more. Obviously, you can't. Not every player is the same. You know, I'm fine with them going title chasing, but like I want them to prove on the court that they can do it first by themselves. Um, so we'll see though. Um, so you know, it's it's exciting though to see how Davis and LeBron James will play out. And how they will interact and how... Because not every super team will work. Because, you know, you can't just throw a bunch of star players together. Oh, like, okay, you're, they're going to be amazing. Because it's all about chemistry. Will they play well together? Will they adapt to each other? Because obviously, some of them are used to playing by themselves. You know, for, you know, Anthony Davis is pretty much... Well, he played a little stint playing with DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, when Cousins was on the Pelicans for a bit. But still... Um, Anthony Davis was like a one-man show in uh, in New Orleans, so he now he's gonna get used to LeBron James. So it's gonna be a little little balance between the two, because obviously those guys are in the top five in the NBA for the best player in the league. Um, so it's just very exciting to see those two how they pair and how will they play, how will they you know how how will their record will be in the next in the upcoming NBA season. So how that will transcend. Um, so. But besides that, though, good trade for both sides. But I do think the Pelicans won the trade if I had to choose because they are going rebuild it in real build mode. They have a lot of young, promising potential players that could lead to a very star-studded team if they all developed to where they are with Zion Williamson in the front of the picture. So very exciting, very exciting. Um one trade that also I would love to talk about is also the Michael Conley trade. Because Michael Conley, being a longtime Grizzly, I hope they retire his jersey. Um, obviously, he lead, leads a lot. Uh, the Grizzlies organization a lot of stats. Um, and he's been a very loyal player. Um, but I, will, I like to see how he will how he will play out with the Jazz because, um, you know, you got Donovan Mitchell, another young rising star. So it gives Donovan Mitchell some less, uh, some of the load off of him to perform better because um, he's still a young player. So now you got Michael Conley coming in, a, uh, a veteran star who can, you know, teach uh, Donovan Mitchell, coach him more, and it'll be a great pairing and he can feed off of his, his uh, wisdom and um so i'm very excited to see that i'm very excited to see that how that will work and obviously it just builds on to the um the northwest division of the um uh, western conference so being a blazers fan that's not what i want but at the same time it's going to give us a challenge for the blazers and stuff 
in the future. So besides that, really good. Love that. Love both trades. Very big trades, but obviously we'll have more trades to come in the NBA um, because a lot of things, and especially the free agency. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna do more episodes in the future because free agency is gonna be crazy this year, in 2019. Um, you know, depending on all these moves and a lot of teams with a lot of cap space ready to spend their money because the pockets are full. So, and obviously, too, for every time a free agency is a very exciting year because it kind of just shifts the NBA and kind of gives you the picture of what next season will look like. And, you know, and then they can start putting the preseason polls out and all that, et cetera, et cetera. So, and um, so obviously I'll go on that. Obviously, we'll talk about the Summer League, too, because, you know, the top promising prospects will be playing in that um, in the future. So, um one more thing that I'll talk about, um, I was disappointed in the draft. Being a Ducks fan and being a student at UO, um, the um, Kenny Wooten and Lewis King being undrafted. Those guys were not smart at all. Like, you've got to be kidding me. Those two are the most stupidest. I, I, well, not, okay. Well, they, they, they felt they, they talked to their families. They thought it was, they, um, they thought it was right to go to the uh, declare for the NBA draft. You know, they can make that decision. It's their lives, you know. But for my opinion, I think it was stupid. Very stupid. Those two very promising, young, potential guys, but they are not ready yet. Most of the reports on the internet and also uh, with NBA scouts, they were saying these guys have talent, but they need more time in college. So them being ignorant and not knowing where they would land now just gave them, you know, um, a chance of having, you know, no job at all. You know, because they, they're still not having, I, they, those two still haven't been signed yet by a team just to play in the summer league. So we'll see what happens. I do not know, you know, it's very worried for those two because, you know, I like them. They're the very promising players that could... You know, if they stayed in college, they would have been amazing in the NBA because they obviously had to improve some areas of their game. Um, but now they're facing the desperate measures now, trying to desperately to find a team to get into the summer league just to prove themselves or maybe just go overseas. Yes, because that's the only way they're going to be able to go um, get paid money, you know, because those guys don't have degrees. That's the problem with guys that go early in the... Uh, out of college because if they don't pan out they go undrafted they don't have a degree so they either have to try to find a uh, um, join the international leagues of basketball or just you know find a low-paying job <laughs> so it's just you know or the g league you know there's always option of the g league but it just it just doesn't you know i thought they should stay at least for one more year but, you know, it's their decision, so, you know, they, people can, you know, obviously I'm trashing their decision, but um, I just didn't like it. But, obviously, I respect them for what they wanted to do. They wanted to go to the NBA, but I think it was just too early, too premature, um, and they should have changed that a bit. Um, so, now going on to my last final talking point, the in baseball news, the Tampa Rays talking about a joint city team with Montreal what the hell <laughs> honestly this is really dumb I don't I don't know where this came out of 
Obviously, the Tampa Bay Rays are a really embarrassing franchise. They're doing pretty solid performance-wise, but they make no money being from Tampa, Tampa, Florida, growing up there. They have a... The Bing race race fans are just really bad at supporting their team. Um, it's just a complete embarrassment. This games are just completely empty in uh, Tropicana Field. And the only times I see Tropicana Field packed is when the Ray um I'm sorry, the Yankees, Red Sox, and the Phillies play. That's the only reason the only teams that I see when they come to Tropicana Field pack that stadium because you got all those teams spring training uh Stadiums are in the Tampa Bay area, or at least around it, because I know the Red Sox are in Fort Myers. They're spring training, um, but it's just a complete embarrassment for the franchise. I would love to see them move, you know, get you know, find another city, but don't just just go to Montreal. Don't do a joint 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 city team. Like what what is this? Like I don't this this is so confusing. Like what the like what division will they be in? Like Atlantic, you know, Midwest, you know, division or something. I don't know. This is really confusing. And like and like how they how are they gonna do that in the league? Have like part of their home games more more than one home game, like than other teams? That's unfair. But it just doesn't make any sense and it's just awkward. It's not organized at all. I don't know why they would have thoughts of this. Because it would have, like, it would be called the Portland, I mean, no, sorry, why am I talking about Portland? But um, it would be called the um, Montreal Tampa Bay Rays. Like, this doesn't sound right at all. So, I don't know what this is going to happen, like, why this idea came out of nowhere. But if it does happen, it'll be one of the most stupidest decisions I ever seen in baseball history. I don't, this is, I don't know. For the Rays, I suggest them to move to another city, but don't do the stupid bullshit of back and forth of being in Tampa or Montreal. I don't understand that. Just pick a city. Choose one, but at least not Tampa, because Tampa's a... They don't deserve a baseball team with the fans there. Obviously, there's some promising years with Evan Longoria and, you know, going to the 2008 World Series about Phillies, you know, Phillies beating them there. Um, but... It's just they need something, you know. It's just they need to leave. Tampa's not a place for them. They're losing money every season. It's not smart at all, you know. So, okay. So, ending on my podcast there um, is a June twenty first, twenty nineteen. This will be the end of the episode. Um, you guys have a great night, and um, we'll have more episodes coming soon because it'll be a lot of. Um, interesting topics in the future to talk about uh, NBA uh, free agency, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and obviously the MLB season will be huge. You know, the main thing this summer. Um, so um, I'm gonna end it there, and you guys have uh, see you later.